The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Eamon, thank you very much for listening to The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock. And George Gilroy from Off the Ball is with me. Jerry, I'm loath to talk for too long about Ua up the rack, given how much attention it has got all week. Probably a little too much attention. And maybe we've been guilty of that. Maybe I've been guilty of that. Uh, Did you know the song? Do you know the song? Do you know the song? Uh, Celtic Symphony. Yeah, you, I know it because we probably used to sing it when we were in school. Oh, right. Yeah. Were you really in school? Well, yeah, I guess people would have sung it like when we were younger. And right? they would know the verses and the words. Oh, sorry. No, we'd know, I'd know the, the chorus. The, we're on our way to paradise. I actually still don't know it. on the world. I, I don't know. Magic. Uh, maybe I, I stopped playing in teams for a couple of years between Junior Cert and Leaving Cert and I missed that part of it where yeah. it seems to be pervasive. Shane Hannan was telling us that they would sing it regularly, including the including the verse and the chorus. Yeah, well, I, I asked Simon Harris yesterday if he ever sang it because I kind of thought maybe he might have because, you know, I'm not sure. Did he play in sports teams? I'm not sure. So I don't know. So he no, he said he couldn't remember ever having some. Well, okay. So, you know, I did not was, inhale. Yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. I, I cannot confirm or deny whether I've ever sang such a song. But like, again, I suspect if he ever did, it would have been in the same context I ever did. It was, you know, someone was singing on a bus to a match or somewhere and you yeah. just learn the words and then yeah. you're singing it along. And again, much like, I know I'm repeating myself earlier in the week, but much like the girls in the dressing room, no one on the Kenny CBS team bus on arrive to play some colleges, Leinster Colleges match, was thinking about Claudie or Ennis Gillen or Warrington when you're singing that song. You're just you're just engaging in a collective experience with your teammates. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Paul Rice has written a very interesting piece today, and obviously he understands historical context better than almost anybody. And he says that the notion of respect that Vera Powell came out with very quickly was the most powerful thing that he saw over the course of the week and that ultimately the women's football team and their achievement is the thing that we're all going to remember from this. Yes. But that if we do want to actually move forward and properly start having conversations about a United Ireland, we need to maybe revisit the whole point of songs like this and actually how damaging it might be to somebody else in a different situation. That's definitely one argument. I'm not sure I fully agree with him on that because I never care when the English football fans are doing their whatever it is I've actually forgotten how I'm supposed to be offended by the one oh no surrender to the IRA I'm mm. like well why would you surrender to the IRA we also didn't surrender to the IRA we put them in prison for crimes like you know but apparently it's like and I've, I've had my friends explain this to me um, maybe it's from a complete position of privilege and that you know um, this isn't our day to day lives it wasn't grown up in the south although I'm from the north and kind of do understand all that stuff I, I never I never found the songs and the chants that important or that powerful obviously some people do but like if we get weighted into every single chant every single flag every single symbol we're, we're stuck are these all not little bits designed to prevent us from realising that mm. we're all on the earth for a very short time we should be doing our best to get out with living Is pros- maybe prosperously together maybe a difference together. though between uh, like the fans doing it and the team doing it as a form of celebration um, I I don't. I don't know. I don't, like if if the England if the England players were singing anti IRA songs. Like, I mean, I, I if the no put it this way: if the England players were singing songs that were lauding the perpetrators up to your neck of the and Miami show, Miami Show Band massacre. Yeah, up to your neck and fiend and blood. Like you'd be kind of thinking yeah, if they were. That's a bit those. random. It's a bit weird, isn't it? It is it a bit is weird. Bit, it is a bit weird. <laughs> And so maybe it is a bit weird that um, this group of young women are singing that. But then I would say that there is actually a large cohort of Irish people who we don't talk about, who are not just voting Sinn Féin because of the housing issue, but because they 
believe that the armed struggle was successful and a, a viable alternative to mm. the... Uh, we're not allowed to talk about that. Well, it's kind of one of the constructive ambiguities of pieces that we don't really talk about that. And that's what another point that people have talked about and touched on. And Kieran Cunningham made it as well on the hard shoulder. He was saying there's a kind of a younger generation who didn't grow up with it and didn't see it in the TV screens. And there is a kind of an allure and an attraction to kind of the romanticism of it. Yeah. And, 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 That's true, and right? It's, and what's interesting as well is because of the constructive ambiguity and the fact that we're, we're kind of, no one in official acknowledges it, um, nobody as well points out the fact that the IRA were utter failures. Like the provos were absolute failures in the sense that their armed struggle was to end British occupation and unite Ireland. And at the end of it, they gave up their arms to the British and we said of British occupation and we don't have a united Ireland. Whatever way they want to cut it, they are an absolute share of losers. You can in that sense. Certainly and no one no one's allowed to acknowledge that. You can certainly paint it that way, right? You could also say that they did give up the campaign of terror and embrace politics, which is actually a bigger act of heroism in many ways, that actually they, they police themselves but they and launched the campaign of terror. Yeah, I know. But if you finish it too, you have to give credit for people who changed their mind along the way on the road, right? Um, when I was in college, the Forum for Peace and Reconciliation but they didn't was on. Achi- they didn't achieve anything, is my point. Well, they, well what did they achieve? Peace. What did the Irish achieve? Peace. No, no, they There's didn't. Peace in the north. No, but they, they didn't achieve peace. Well, I, I think that like that's to give them no... I mean, here I am arguing on behalf of the IRA. This is an unusual situation it's for like me. If, if Putin withdrew his troops, you wouldn't say he's achieved peace in I Ukraine. Don't, I don't think it's the same thing, right? Well, I'm not sure, is it? Not? Like I say, and we're calling him a war criminal for intentionally targeting civilians. And in the same week, we're kind of fudging the IRA who think they were striking a blow for Irish freedom by blowing up Tim Parry, who was 12 years old and buying football boots. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think the Warrington bomb was um, was a great idea, right? And I don't think strategically it would have worked uh, in the long run. But you can't deny that the, um, the peace process, which leads to, albeit the shitty version of, of democracy they have in mm. the North at the moment, is as a direct result of everything that happened in the North. You can't take out the IRA's campaign and and say that if that hadn't existed, we would be in exactly is, the same is, scenario. Is, is the shitty version of what we have in the North not just Sunningdale? Sunningdale for slow learners. No. It, it's, I, it's what was there before. I mean, it's not. Because because before that, the baked-in sectarianism and the gerrymandering and the uh, lack of representation of Catholics across all of the civil society that was going to continue after Sunningdale. But was it? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You think you, you think that... Could you, you trust th- the Unionists to, to, to hand over power do you not in think, any way or do you share not power? That within a few years, the fact no. that both countries were members of the European Union, well, it, that, 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 would not, that, that, that Brussels would have put up with a situation whereby one of its member states was essentially wholesale discriminating and oppressing I do. 50% of the population. I do. I, I think that they probably did that anyway and I think that you see that the influence of Brussels in, in England wasn't particularly strong anyway. I, I think that like, the, I think that if you look at what the DUP are doing right now, you can see what the DUP would have done in the aftermath of Sunningdale. Yeah, I think possibly. you'd be asking them to um, to agree to stuff that they just can't agree to. Now, even kind of having seen what the alternative is like and having gone through the violence. So, um this took a turn, didn't it? Yeah, it did. I, I think <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this wouldn't be my traditional uh, point of argument here. I largely would I would largely agree with most of what you said, but I think that like I think that if you're if you there's definitely a large cohort of people at the moment who don't agree with that at all, who mm. actually think that 
I think you probably have to give some credit to everybody who brought the piece around at the end for giving up what they what they started. And I think the comparison with Putin is is wrong because like Putin wasn't from a tiny part of the country that was being oppressed by vast military power in mm. the way like you know the good people of Cross McGlen. It's hard not to take up arms in a situation where something like that happens. Hard not to take arms if you were in the streets of Derry when Bloody Sunday happened. Like, difficult, difficult decisions mm. to make that we all are like, oh, no, of course I should have just joined the SCLP. Like, well, I mean, I, I actually did join the SCLP in college. Like, that would have been my politics. But at the same time, I don't think you can minimise the experience of um, those people who believed that the armed struggle was the correct response. I know my parents are shouting at the radio going, well, well, sorry, the other people who are going to be shouting at the radio are going to be saying, hold on, Kieran Cudahy kind of, uh, like his formative years were the, in the kind of late 80s, early 90s to the early 2000s, living in Kilkenny without any connection to the North, like whatsoever. So I like, you know, that's the other, I suppose, caveat to uh, my hot takes. The one last point about it is that um, Sinn Féin have ended up in, largely in power and they're going to end up in power north and south. And ultimately, maybe their aim wasn't to unite the country in that, Maybe their aim was to get power and to like maybe their maybe their stated public aims were different from their private political aims, which you'd have to say is the history of Irish politics. <laughs> One last point, right? Because uh, people glorifying heroes from 20, 30, 40 years ago isn't that also the history of our country? Weren't the nineteen sixteen leaders at the time largely considered to be massive failures? What did they achieve? Blah blah blah, and then all of a sudden, you know, their pictures are in every school in the country. So we're just repeating history here. Yeah, no, look, there's, uh, like, and you, you can you can say the same thing about, like, you know, Oma uh, was mentioned this week, and I suppose people with a sneaking regard for the provost were distancing themselves from that. But again, like, you know, you can make the same yeah, argument. Technically, that wasn't the provost. Yeah, of course, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, you know all, what I mean? They, 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 they're, they're all the same family. They're though. all subscribing to the same ideology, and they're all extolling the virtues of the same heroes that have gone before them to do what they do. So it's, it is so And the question is, do, do the women singing this week help that viewpoint to grow bigger like and on an objective level you'd probably say at one level it, it does mm. back to sport for a moment sport is politics yeah sport is politics that was a good old chat though um, uh, in God's Own County of Kilkenny the uh, championship final yeah county final this weekend Bally Hale. So we have uh, Paul Murphy, um, former Kilkenny legend four yeah. time four, four successful all-stars maybe at least three anyway Um he he correctly refers to it as Balahale. So, um, mm-hmm. and the big thing this weekend that's going to add an extra five to ten thousand on the gate is that Brian Cody has come out of retirement and is prouding the sideline for his beloved James Stevens. I know, yeah. <laughs> They'll have to give that lad a go with the county now if they win. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they were relegation fodder three months ago, and here they are in the county final. Three weeks ago, three, was it that four weeks? weeks ago? Okay, yeah, well, close. maybe sorry, five or six weeks ago. Maybe. So yeah, up against um, Ballyhale, the story of Ballyhale, obviously, Paul Shefflin passed away earlier on this year at the age of 40, so, and they were beaten last year in the All-Ireland Club final with the last puck of the ball by Ballygunner, and so, you know, they're, they're a team of destiny, but they're going for five in a row. I don't think they've done five in a row before. They did four in the mm. noughties, um, with, you'd say, probably a better team in the noughties. It would have been Henry at his absolute peak. Uh, Colin Fenley still sticking in there. TJ Reid still sticking in there. Young blood like Adrian Mullen. They're seven to one on the bookmakers. Yes, so, but um, but it's Brian Cody on the other sideline. Yeah, I know. Look, it's been, the village been remarkably successful this year to get to a county final. I just if you, I was talking to a friend of mine as I was driving up today, and I like the village could do it. The village did it in 2011, I think. The village bet Barry Hill in the county final, and what happened in 2012? Uh, well, 2012, Barry Hill. 
stolen All Ireland from the borough. Ah, we lost to them. We lost. That's my only, my only county final appearance. It's not bad. But you've obviously ago. given up on the on the game of hurling. You're now now more interested in the ascetic pursuit of of marathon running. It's like a the private individual. You've stopped giving to the community. This is you, yes. I've you've turned, sold out. I've turned my back on on the parish. You know, my country is no longer Kiltartan's Cross. My countrymen no longer Kiltartan's. Now board. it's all Strava. Uh, who was the French president? Who was the runner that they didn't trust? And then he ended up in prison. It was like he he jogs. Can't trust him. <laughs> Anyway, that is not me. I want to disassociate myself from corrupt French presidents of the past. Anyway, smart money is on Bally Hale. Uh, very briefly, City and Liverpool should be a big game, game this weekend. I guess it will be. Sky will hype it up, but Liverpool are we will also hype rants, it up, aren't they? Live on News Talk on uh, Sunday oh, afternoon, of course. apologies. Damien Delaney on commentary duty alongside <laughs> Stephen Law. It is actually going to be an interesting game. Liverpool, second half hat-trick from Mo Salah, fastest hat-trick in Champions League history. He needed a bit of... Against Rangers, life. you know. I mean, it's interesting kind of everything happening in Glasgow this week. Um, I wonder what the crowd was singing in that game. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I think it still will be a big game because if Liverpool get beaten, then it's absolute full-blown crisis. But yes. if for whatever reason they were able to somehow dig out a win in this, then actually you could say that there's a good chance they'll go deep in the Champions League and everything is not lost. But All right, we shall wait and see. There is live commentary, as Jer says, on Off The Ball this weekend. Off The Ball will be with you tonight uh, from 7 o'clock as well. Jer, thank you very much. Lots still to come on the hard shoulder. Don't go anywhere. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.